This is the Education Business Podcast for consultants and business owners providing services in schools. I'm Claire Riley, and I'll be sharing how to start, grow, and scale your education business. So today we're talking about which social platforms to use to reach teachers in order to be able to tell them about our products and services. And the idea for this podcast came from Emma at It's Time to Play. So thank you, Emma. I know my listenership will thank you as well. And in this episode, I'll be speaking from my own experience in terms of what I know and has happened for me with the various social platforms and what my thoughts are in general based on that experience and my wider knowledge. And you may have experienced something else. You know, you might have had different results or um, got other things to work or have different opinions. And that's great. I think the important thing to tell you is that, you know, this is just, you know, what's worked for me and, and what I think about the social platforms. It doesn't make it right or wrong. It's just extra knowledge for you. And what will work for you will depend as well on your product or service, the age range that you personally sit in, the age range that your customers sitting and how long you've been in business as well. So the four main social platforms that I believe you need to be on in education business are Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn and Twitter. So let's cover each of these platforms generally with what you get on each of them. And we're actually just starting to test TikTok at Classroom Secrets as well. So I'll tag that on the end. Whether or not you need to be there to reach a teaching audience, I can't answer that yet. But you should definitely go and look us up and find me singing a parody of Defying Gravity about going back to school. I've actually been sent a few more songs from the team that I'm hoping to work on soon. So we will be adding a few more posts on our TikTok channel. So anyway, the four platforms plus TikTok. So Facebook, this is the bread and butter of education business. And you might have seen that yourself as well. Many teachers are here. It's really well established. You know, I've been on Facebook. I worked out for about 15 years. I mean, who would have thought that we would be on a social media platform for so long? Um, And it becomes more and more of a habit as time goes on, I think, as well. But there are well-established groups where people have categorized themselves for you already. So you've got Key Stage 1 teachers, school leaders, ECTs, your six teachers. Basically, your audience has practically assembled themselves together for you. And there are lots of observers who get their information from what others in the industry say. You know, it's a great platform for social listening on Facebook. And there are pages too, of course, as well as groups. And you can have multiple pages that people can follow. You can go live. It integrates with a lot of third-party platforms like StreamYard. So in 2021, the largest segment of Facebook users are actually um, 25 to 34. So in teaching terms, then, if you translate that to teachers, they're in their first 10 years of teaching. And that figure has changed over time. So 10 years ago, the the largest segment were younger, which does follow through, doesn't it? But even so, Facebook is still an extremely well-used platform. In a US survey, around 70% of adults said that they used Facebook regularly in 2021. But for every other platform, it was only 40% or less. So Facebook is still the bread and butter for everyone. So Instagram then, you know, lots of young teachers are showing up on there. And they're not really afraid to share their teaching journey either. Um, you know, including photos of activities in their classrooms, 
for some reason it seems a little bit more acceptable on Instagram than it is on Facebook and whether that's um that school leaders maybe are not on Instagram as much yet I'm not really sure if that's the case but on Instagram the two biggest groups are 18 to 24 year olds and 24 to 35 year olds and they're quite close in terms of size of those groups Instagram users generally are more active, so there are fewer dormant accounts on there than there are on Facebook, which does make sense because it's a newer platform. And you can see hashtags to find specific things that you're interested in. So people can have um, you know, multiple accounts to push a main idea. Um, for example, teaching the, uh, sharing their teaching journey. So I've got an Instagram account for the Teachers Podcast. We've got one for Classroom Secrets, and I've also got one um, for Claire Riley, Teacher Entrepreneur. Um, for the education business club really so I have um different accounts to sort of share my different stories if that makes sense um and you know the hashtags um that, that you can see when uh, people can be interested in things that can make it easier to find um people as well um often people will say um if they want to be followed for teaching um so it can make it easier to follow the right people on instagram um on Facebook then you know really to find them you'd have to go target them in groups or find them on ads whereas Instagram you can follow them um, and you can make them aware of your presence by following them but you know it's not always easy Um, on Facebook they are in specific groups um, and on Instagram if they haven't given that kind of information then it's not going to be easy to figure out who they are so it kind of just depends um on the specific person really um but instagram is really important because it could be a place where future teachers hang out because obviously the demographic is younger and it, you know it's gonna uh, move on with time isn't it so linkedin then if you want to find senior leaders then it's worth exploring i find that still not that many teachers are very serious about linkedin so it's good for business and for connecting with other people in business And the most excellent thing about LinkedIn is the job titles, because at the end of the day, we are targeting people based on a specific job. So it's really helpful for that. So if you're wanting to get, um, you know, fruit of the horse's mouth in a school as it as it was, then it's also helpful to be there because you can message people directly. It kind of just depends whether they are active and they do see your message or not, or whether they um, think that you're spamming them. But it's a great place to build your brand as an expert you know, especially if you're a consultant. So, you know, education is building on LinkedIn. Um, It's slow, but it's definitely growing. You know, you can request a connection from people that you don't know because doing that on Facebook is quite weird, but on LinkedIn, it's kind of accepted. And that's how you can grow your network as well. You know, it might be that um, you grow your connections on LinkedIn and in time, uh, somebody will say, you know, so-and-so, who knows, so-and-so, who knows, so-and-so, and they recommend you just because they've seen what you're putting out there on LinkedIn. TikTok then, no, Twitter. Twitter, I am not a massive fan of Twitter. Um, So much so that I nearly missed it out. Um, But you have to, uh, to make it work, you have to be on there so much. You have to be really getting involved in the conversation and it eats up so much time, which is why it's not really my favourite. You can't just dip in and dip out and kind of post your stuff and really have the same kind of effect but you do have a lot of teachers on there sharing ideas and opinions which is really useful for you for social listing and it's a great place to share your big cause with teachers themselves as well 
Um, you know, there's some nice little schemes uh, there to help you grow your followers in education. But it is easy to get burned because it's just too easy to be a keyboard warrior on Twitter. Um, and it's too easy to be judged by people who know a very small amount of information about you or your product. And sometimes it does feel um, like a place of know-it-alls. Probably shouldn't say this, but it's true. Um, who just want to tell new teachers that they're doing it wrong all the time. But the good thing is, is that that does get called out by some of the more experienced um, people on Edu Twitter. Um, so if you're a consultant with a specific belief or a specific agenda to push, then Twitter is really a good place to start and help to stir that discussion, um, especially if you want to create some chat around it. So TikTok, the final one, TikTok. Obviously, it's still pretty new. Um, there are quite a few uh, US teachers on there at the moment. It takes a long time to post, so it's not a platform that you'd want to post something you know, every day on. But it is an opportunity to show a different side of your brand, you know, especially if you've got a talent that lends itself to TikTok. So for us, obviously, we're trying it out at the moment. We're trying humorous um, singing, <laughs> really. Um, just trying to bring in some of the other talents that we have in the business. So my closing thoughts then on choosing the right social media platforms for your business. Because you might choose all of these but you might um, decide on a different strategy for each and one might be your main one that you focus on more than the others. But I want you to ask yourself, you know, who hangs out there? Are they the people that you're looking for? You know, be willing to invest time into these platforms and test things because you can't just take someone's word for it. You can't have it um, spoon-fed to you because every business is different. Um you know, try out your own things and also try out what others have done that you think might have been successful um, based on evidence, obviously. Um, be really helpful to potential customers, but also to competitors because they will help grow your audience for you if you do that. Um, it's also nice to be nice. And, you know, lastly, remember the reason why you're doing it. You know, you're putting so much effort into social media because you're trying to affect the word of mouth wave. That's why you're doing it. So I hope you've written some notes. Um, and I hope that over this next week, you'll be thinking about how you can use your social platforms more effectively. Maybe you don't have one of these platforms and you're going to add it. Um, maybe you're going to focus more on, on another platform because you think that might be the right kind of place. Um, so let me know. I'd love to know. And just on that, we are launching the Education Business Club, um, Education Business Club Beta, where you'll be able to chat to me loads. It's on its way to you. Uh, we're working towards a 1st of December launch. So I very much hope that you are going to join me and everyone else in the club. You need to get yourself on the waiting list. And to do that, you need to go to educationbusinessclub.co.uk forward slash beta club. Um, so that when um, the doors open on the 1st of December, then you are able to uh, purchase and get inside. So yeah, it's going to be really exciting. So with that, I'm going to talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to the Education Business Podcast. To get more information to grow your business, sign up at educationbusinessclub.co.uk. 